0: This is Moneyline. This, is Moneyline. this, is Moneyline. this is Moneyline. Touchdown! This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. Yeah. And on ESPN 92.5. Yeah, we made it. you talk. just talk. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, Studios. here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Lights, camera, action.
1: Hello, world. Welcome into Moneyline on a beautiful Sunday morning. We are live in studio. That's Josh Jordan, the statistician at Josh JoshJordan97.5 is where you can find him on Twitter. What's going on,
2: Josh? What's going on, bud? Happy Sunday, my man.
1: Happy Sunday it is because we have some soccer to bet on. We have some NBA to bet on. And we have a little bit about props that I'm going to get to as far as the NFL landscape and a few bets that I think you should get in. But if you want to get in on the show, 713-780-3776, the man behind the glass, keeping his in line in check the next two hours, my man, Tyler Cito. What's going on, Tyler? What's up, guys? Hey, it's an it's a, it's a Astro Sunday, right? It's a coming off a doubleheader. You know, we always like to open up with the Astros. I always like to open up with in a good mood. They, for whatever reason, they put me in a good mood, and especially when they're playing as such. But leaving the show last Sunday, we looked at what was ahead. We saw... Baltimore, we saw Detroit, we saw that. You get Baltimore again. Mm-hmm. We said anything less than winning 80% of these games, 90 even. And I hate to even use those terms, but that's what you needed to win. That's what you got now. You uh, you lose the first game of a, of a doubleheader with, I guess, lack of the bats. Eventually, it was going to happen. On the, on the winning streak, they were what, averaging eight and a half runs per uh, game.
2: Then all of a sudden, you have that one game. You're going to have it. It's baseball. It's baseball, but it's it's unfortunate the weather, right? Because you get the double header with the shorter games, so the Astros didn't have a chance in the later innings to to come back and, and keep that winning streak going. But that's okay. Start another winning streak, you know. Like you said, it's baseball. You're not going to win them all. It was unfortunate because with Fromber, you thought, hey, we're going to win this ball game, but hey, Mother Nature, you know, they they were in a, a good rhythm, and then you know you have that rain delay, and then you have to play a double header. Do you like the seven inning doubleheaders? I like that it's shorter, but the Astros are so good in the later innings that I think it kind of hurt them. They didn't have a chance in the eighth and ninth to put more runs on the
1: board. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. out three seven seven six. How do you feel about the Astros going in or leaving the weekend after they go through? I guess let's call it a, I'm not going to say easy because this is the big leagues, but some of the easiest series that you can go through going back to back to back once you go back to the Orioles. You have to come out of here, like I said, winning 90% of these games. Health is an issue. And also, I guess the one positive that you can get out of that loss is Fromber pitching the entire game.
2: Yeah, man. He's been fantastic. Again, I, mean, I just love watching that guy pitch. <laughs>
1: I'm going to ask you guys. We don't really have Tyler often. We spoke about this a few weeks back, and when they started talking about the rotation, it seemed like Fromber was getting thrown like third or fourth in that rotation according to where you know the names – of the guys in front of him. Where do you have Fromber in the rotation, Tyler, now as of right now, is what you've seen. Do you still have him as a three or do you trust him? Say it's a one game playoff or playing game
3: in the MLB. What are you who are you throwing up there? Dude, he's the guy, he's the man right now. Yep. Like as much as I think Houston loves Lance McCullers and wants him to be kind of he's he's the Astros homegrown like homegrown talent, not homegrown, but he's the Astros like Prospect came up all the way through the ranks, through the system, you know, but Fromber's killing it right now. Like, if if McCullers ever went seven innings in a game and was given up one run or less in all those starts, then it would be like, okay, maybe he's the one, but I think Fromber's your one right now. I like him. Like, you You maybe make a case that Grinke is – like your your staff ace or whatever just because of his longevity and the respect that he kinda deserves. But at the same time, like if he's not pitching as well as Fromber, then he's not that he's not the one, you know?
1: Yeah. Grinky, when you get him, you always ask yourself, all right, hopefully we get good Grinky. What are we're gonna get today and you usually find that out early in the in the game. Same thing with McCullers. Especially on the road. You go in there and you ask yourself when you take that first sip of beer, you open up your beer and you're all right all right, Lance. What are we gonna get tonight? Hopefully, we get the good one. When he's on, though, he's on. Yeah. But Fromber, when you watch him pitch, you're confident. He looks confident in high level situations. You're not even. You're not even looking anywhere. You're not even thinking. All right, this is. Is it is is it time to you know look at the bullpen? Is it get, no? You say, hey, he's going to get out of this. He looks confident when he walks off the just his demeanor. I like him. He's an ace in my eyes.
2: No, he, I think he's definitely an ace, and we've been pumping Fromber for a while. And you know, any Astros fans know that this isn't a surprise. We saw this Fromber last year in the playoffs. He was unbelievable, and he's carried that over into this season. So to me, he's my number one starter, and it, it's really not even that close.
1: Then we fast forward to the second game of the doubleheader. Also, the bats are off to a slow start, and then you get to the later innings, and then all of a sudden you get a back-to-back jacks. Alvarez puts one in up an opposite field, Homer, and then all of a sudden Correa, 399-foot blast, and then that's how you get the win. You knew that there was going to be, again, we we get spoiled sometimes when they're scoring double-digit runs. yeah, And then, like I said, eight-and-a-half runs during the win streak. I get it. Sometimes though, you're going to have to win these games three to two, especially in the postseason. Oh, no doubt about it. it.
2: They're they're close games, but the Astros are great in close games. And you know, Correa, he's another guy like Fromber. He's carrying over what he did in the postseason into the regular season this year, and and they got to resign that guy. They got to find a way to bring him back and it's so funny how much how it changes, right? Cuz before the season started, we were like, "Oh, what well, you're offering him, that's reasonable. Don't don't give him any more than that." And now we're like, "Do anything to keep the guy." I don't know if you saw uh, our own John Gernado is hearing from a source. We did a SportsMap video about it. If you want to go over to sportsmaphouston.com, check it out, but he's hearing that what would get it done is 8 years, 30 million per that he thinks from what he's what hearing is that two ten, I mean I guess it'd be forty. forty two forty. I'm sorry two forty. Which didn't they offer him one twenty six? Well, that's what I'm trying to yeah. break down the math. Yeah, they offered him they six offered at one twenty, and then they backed it off to five at one twenty five. Was I think the last one they did five for one twenty five? so yeah. they
1: offered him twenty
2: five. Right. So I'm thinking thirty over the course of eight years is what John is hearing Correa would accept. I would do that, but. The question we bring up, then that means he's your best player. He's your highest paid player. Is he your best hitter?
1: Is he? Is he the best hitter? If you give him that kind of money, is he the best hitter, hands down, for you to give him that kind of money?
3: I saw a stat. I got to find it. But supposedly he is currently leading the Astros and I think almost all of MLB in offensive and defensive war. Yeah. So... That's pretty telling that this guy is probably the best player on your team, like all encompassing like he's your guy, you know? Twenty one RBIs this month, seven homers. He's playing up to the he's playing up to the part. He finally, is. finally. You know, he had a little bit of a rough patch there, but now he's playing like he deserves that money. Yeah. Astros fan out there, seven one three seven eight oh three
1: seven seven six. Would you pay him the money that Whenever he was at the table beginning this season, a lot of people said, "Man, why don't you take that? That that's enough. What you're not on that tier. You're not on the Tatis. You're not on the Lindors. Is he? Is it because he wears a Houston jersey that he's not on those levels? And also, okay, some would say well, the Indians are. So you know, well." What if he was on the Yankees? Would we would we judge him as such? Or is he finally coming into what he was supposed to be? Did having all these great hitters around him kind of get us to think, well, maybe he's not that what he's supposed to be. Bregman or the Springer, you know, when all these other guys were hitting, and you started questioning, well, Correa might not ever live up to expectation that we had him at. And then here comes Bregman. But that's what happened. What happens when Bregman's is hitting whenever the way he hits, whenever he's on? What if Bregman was playing ball at the—and and I guess that's a big what if, because then, but let's say he was playing ball at his average or, or a little bit slightly above average. Is Correa that much hands and shoulders above Bregman to where you give him this kind of money?
2: This year he's hitting like uh, it. I mean, 305 batting average, 15 bombs, 48 RBI. I'm paying him. Trust, I'm paying yeah, him. I think I would. And, and and that's the thing is, you know, we 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 said he wasn't in that Tatis Area, you know, for contracts before the season, but my bad. Correa doesn't see himself as two hundred million dollars less than those guys. You know what I mean? He's a proud dude. So, so now we're we're hearing from the Granados, uh,
1: you know, from those reports or not reports. I just say there's rumors going around. Yeah, I don't want somebody to run with this and say that. But going off of what that five for one for one twenty five. So and, and if it's correct, what we're saying now, there's only a five million dollar difference per year, but the longevity of it. Yes. he wants to say, hey. I'm locked up here. I'm going to be Astro for life. And you're going to pay me at the top shelf. And let's just make this happen. I mean, where do you stand? Give Daniela her own day. Give her the key. Give Daniela the the key to the city. I don't care. We need Correa
2: here. I think we do. And I think the difference is, you know, you've heard some reports that the Correa really worked to get his body together and to eat healthier, you know, and it's a contract year. You see guys do this all the time where they try and get in the best shape of their career because they know this is when they make their money. So, my only hope is that it's not just for this year, right? If they give him that big contract, that he continues to, to, to eat right and to work out and take care of his body. Look, look what a difference it's made for Yuli, you know, losing 15 pounds this year, you know, especially for a guy that's 36, 37 years old. It matters if you're in shape. You got to take care of your body, and and, and Yuli did that. And look at the bounce back year he's having. And Correa said he paid more attention to what he was eating and his his workouts this off season. And look what it's doing for him. Knock on wood, he's been healthy. And you get beat up playing shortstop. You know it's a demanding position. So if he continues that, then I feel good about it. You just worry about those guys that get in great shape for the contract year, and then they go back into their bad habits after they get the money.
1: You always talk about next man up or does the team have debt whenever Springer was going to leave or, or ended up, you know, leaving, you thought, well, there's, there's other hitters, you know, there's other guys that so-and-so is going to step up,
2: right? X, whenever Correa
1: leaves, how much of a hole would that leave, leave if he
2: did? It would be huge. And and here's why Correa is one of your really good young players. You know, he's 26 right now. Think about this. Say he leaves, Brantley's going to be in the last year of his deal next year, and then Yuli will be like 38 years old. So if you lose Correa and then Brantley and Yuli, I mean, how many great years do they have left? You could see three of your best players disappear, and that's scary. You know what I mean? Like, I think you do need to lock up Correa. You locking him up? You paying him what he wants right now, uh, T? Not
3: no questions asked. How did you feel preseason when he asked for that money? I mean, at that point, the injuries and all that kind of stuff made you think, "Ah, maybe we shouldn't pay him in the closer to the 30 range. He's more of a 25 guy. But you got to think if he has the potential to play like he plays, like he's playing this past month or two, then if he's able to do that for... Seven out of those eight years, like you're getting your money's worth. And the fact that you're, you lost Springer, like you got to be able to retain at least, like, at least out of Altuve, Correa, Springer, and like Bregman, like two out of those three guys and two out of those four guys, like, have to stay. Yeah. So you think you probably, you're probably going to roll with Altuve and Correa because they have probably the best chemistry. Yeah. On the field too. And at some point you're probably gonna lose Bragman. You already lost Springer, so you gotta make sure that you keep like part of your core
2: there. And he's become the leader of the team too.
3: He you started know? that yeah. last year at the end whenever yeah. he
1: stood up and it was finally like that. You know what? And you saw that bite in him. How how did you feel last year whenever he finally stood up in front of the cameras and said, you know, if you weren't that then shut the
2: he said everything that we were thinking.
1: You stood up, you know, I took yeah. off my shirt like tell him, you yeah. know, talk talk to him. And then he also played it though. Not just talked it, but he played the part. You fell in love with Correa last season and then you figured, all right, let's let's get him paid and and when Georgie left your heart, it was also like, all right, like like Tyler said, you can't lose the the rest of that course, something's got to be left of it. And if you lose Georgie when that day he left, you thought, all right, well that money's got to go to to Carlos. It's got to go to Correa. And then here we are questioning it. Let's say he continues the numbers how he is, though, but there is a little bit in a I'm knocking on wood right there. Everybody knock on wood listening, but they say there is an injury this year. Did he is does he still does that hold him back? Do that they come to the table and say that little five million you're asking for, that little injury, even if it's a I'm not gonna say a 10 day is enough to, but let's say it's a little bit extended or it comes towards the end of the season, but he has all these numbers that he's compiled all season. How do you feel on negotiations, or do you say, you know what, i got to get the benefit of the doubt. I need
2: that superstar here. I think it gives you a little bit of leverage to to offer him a little bit less because other teams will be thinking the same thing if that injury-prone thing doesn't go away. On the positive side, you've got a lot of young, really good pitchers. So I think Grinke falls off the books. Verlander falls off the books. That leaves some real money there to use it to pay Carlos. That's what I would do. As good as grinky has been, I mean, we're using a six-man rotation, you know, and, and, and you know, Grinky's best days are behind him. I think you move on, and Verlander, Verlander's going to cost a lot. And, you know, he's 38, he'll be 38, 39, coming off Tommy John surgery. That's risky, man. And you're, your pitching's good. I, I think you, you move on, you, you roll with Fromber as your number one, and and you pay Carlos what do you think about it money liner
1: 713 a lot of positive there we got a little news to break for y'all it's a little temporary news but uh starting uh this week we're gonna be on a little hiatus it's gonna be about three weeks um we're gonna be gone it's uh first off we got the holiday weekend coming up yep and then your boy is gonna take a trip to vegas gonna go uh try to get out there and hit this world poker tour i always talk about trying to take advantage of the moment i I believe right now everyone's everyone's so eager to get back on poker tables you're just going to get a lot of lightweight money and i'm going to be right in the middle of it trying to trying to get some paper so uh you hear in the background you remember this scene at the end of titanic when she said don't go." well we say the same thing we're going to be gone for three weeks and i say don't go to those other sides all right, we'll be back. We're going to be back to pick you up. And eventually, remember the end of the Titanic, they circled back around and they picked up. And that's us picking up all the money liners. Just imagine Jack came back. Imagine if Jack would have packed back up right here. And he would have been like, hey, quit tripping. I'm, I'm alive. I'm here. That's what's going to be as us three weeks, right, Josh? We ain't not yeah. going, we're, we're not going far.
2: No, we're not going far. we are just take a couple weeks off here, three weeks. You know, 4th of July, oh. I got to go out of town. So that's part of it. Daddy but we'll be Daddy. back. And, guys, be very excited because when we do come back, Football is right around the corner. We are going to dive into the betting and the fantasy football because we're going to go through rankings. It'll be that time, man. I'm excited.
1: So you heard it here. So don't hit us up. Hey, did y'all get canned? Three weeks hiatus. So let's enjoy the rest of this hour and 40 minutes. This is Monday Line ESPN 97.5.
0: HRNP listener line dial 713780ESPN Administration of employee benefits is a hassle. Let HRNP eliminate those burdens and save you money. Visit hrp.net today. listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5 live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan
1: welcome back it's Moneyline it's Sunday that's Josh Jordan that's Tyler Cito and I'm just Jerry Bow. knows with S I'm still locked up I'm still locked up I don't know what I'm gonna do I've, I've tried to contact this guy's in England we spoke last week about him i'm in the penitentiary they've they've moved me over they said hey you're here for an extended stay shout out to all the soups that are being sent they're treating me good in here i got my first fight i lost italy yesterday a guy wanted to fight me it's more it's it's worse than twitter in here so uh we'll see each other hopefully soon hopefully before i i uh leave vegas hopefully i could share some of that trip with you guys because it's gonna get crazy it's gonna be a I got a one-way ticket so far. Got two weeks off of here. I don't even know how long I'm staying,
2: to be honest. <laughs> I remember the last time you went, you texted me. You're like, man, I'm on a heater. I'm, I'm going to miss the show this week. I'm not coming back. I was like, I understand, dude. If, if you're hot, keep playing. I met one guy at the Caesars Palace. He was a, a bartender, and he had told me the
1: story. He, he'd been there years. Well, I don't know what happened during this time that I was there, I went to another bar. He got hired somewhere else. I I was like, I thought you were a Caesar guy for life. He's like, what the hell are you still doing here? (laughs) I'm looking at, like, what in the world is going on out here? Hopefully it doesn't run into that again, but let's have a trip. Going back to uh, circling around to uh, shout-out to everyone on Twitch. we got Texas Trojan, Crystal. Dr. Dre says, in his opinion, he would give Correa seven years 200000000 million.
2: I'd, I'd be okay
1: with that. When you're less than what what is 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 being speculated, uh, the longevity of it. I mean, I'm not a I'm not such a fan of these eight years, ten year contracts. But uh, if it's a hitter rather than a pitcher, I'd rather do it with an arm or, or, or versus an arm that might go out on I me mean, year six or seven. Yeah, Correa is a guy that if he keeps continues to eat right, the injuries. I mean, it's always going to be in the in the fine writing, the fine print, like here. Soon as he starts talking that big game, you seen me in June, right? You saw me. They, mm-hmm. they pull out the magnifying glass and they're like, "Yeah, we also saw these injuries. Like you're, we're, you're not any good to us if you're not going to be here." It just at the, that's
2: just all things in negotiations. It is, and you're seeing, you know, Tatis who got that mega deal. He's been banged up quite a bit this year, and that's what you worry is you give him that long deal and then you already see the injuries start piling up, but you know the injuries are part of the game man so he's been
3: hurt but he's still tied for the lead with home runs there this season
2: so there you go so you know you're right jerry i don't think anybody like the teams like these mega deals that are 8 years long i mean look at Pujols. you know they had to just cut him and now he's on another team but still making money from that original contract it it's never good at the end of those deals. It's really not, but it seems like that's just the the price of doing business now,
1: it's just some of them though you get you have more confidence in like when you heard the Pujols one you 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 had a bad feeling about it, yeah. I got the same feeling whenever I heard Garrett Coles, yeah, to me, it's I know what he was at that moment, and then you see a little bit now that the the spin rate isn't what it used to be. A, a lot of guys are taking a step back. I'm not going to say that I, I love the guy whenever he's here, he was I, we we were spoiled getting complete games from these guys. Remember that you would yeah. get him complete games from him, Verlander. You remember those good times, Astros fan? <laughs>
3: you get double-digit strikeouts every time. <laughs> yeah. It's Like, damn! Yeah. Imagine
1: that. Those were those were your two pitchers. It's like,
2: and you still didn't win the World
1: Series. Then. Oh, you know, that like, just hurts. Yeah, that just hurts but, to even think about
2: that. But, well, I mean, if only. Garrett Cole would have been kind of warming up and getting loose in the bullpen when they needed him. That, that would have helped. That man, sw- oh, he did. That man switched
1: hats. <laughs> right before, before his interview, he switched hats. He you knew it was over that night. Yes. When he started excluding himself at, out of team conversations, what about he, mm-hmm. started, he started speaking to himself in, in, in solo? I'm thinking, oh yeah, he's gone. He's out of here. He's got the hat on. This is, he was pissed.
2: Remember, he was like, "I don't have to do interviews anymore.
1: <laughs> like,
3: the season's what? over." What do you mean? <laughs> like, I mean they're, they're like, "Okay, uh, we're gonna have Garrett Garrett Cole." I think he was like, "Really? Do I have to do this?" Yeah, like, you're like and I'm thinking, "Really, you're gonna do this to us? Like, we're all hurt. We're grieving right now.
2: Don't do this to us. Give us a week." And that's what I, I will give you know the organization credit. They saw that coming, and that's why they traded for Zach Greenkey. You know, that's why they did that. So it makes me wonder, and I was kicking this around as a sports map topic. We haven't done it yet. But is there a, a measure the Astros could take before this trade deadline if they think for sure they're going to lose Correa? You know what I mean? Like, is you know, is there a move that can be made like they knew that Garrett Cole was going to be leaving, so they went and got Grinky. Is there somebody they could trade for now before the deadline that could be Carlos's replacement if they know they're going to lose him next year. The problem is, where are you going to play that guy? You know what I mean? Like, if, if they got a bat, I mean... It,
3: yeah, because you're going to move Bregman to short.
2: Right, right. But for this year, where would you play that guy? If you traded for a bat at the deadline, thinking that Correa is going to leave next year, I mean, he would have to play, like, center field, And right? if the
1: bullpen wasn't such an issue, also, because I'm not saying that it's gotten a little bit better, yes, but also the strength of competition hasn't been exactly all that. I still something that I don't trust. Trust is strong. Like, think about when you started trusting your significant other. It was trust. Like, do you really trust that bullpen? No. Now, all of a sudden, if you start thinking a a next, next level about Correa and you end up using throwing your marbles into that basket, your your bullpen didn't get – I think right now is the moment of going on, in. This team is a team you go on in. You talk about moments. You talk about windows. You talk about the the, the core of that team. What if he's gone? The windows now. The window's closing, and you're – leading the team in, in the major you're leading the majors in many offensive uh, categories all, all you need is fromber to keep being able to go six give me seven seven you know give me seven and a few else just give me to that position bats give me a little bit of a lead to hold presley keep doing your thing this team is the team to go all in on right now
2: it is and here's what gets tricky is they're right up against the luxury tax so if they go get a reliever at the deadline that's going to cost them to where it's going to cost him draft picks, essentially, because you would be getting some picks back for losing Verlander and possibly Correa, but if you trade for somebody at the deadline, you're going to be over that luxury tax, and I think it's compensatory round B. So, for losing those guys, you wouldn't get a pick until about the fourth round as opposed to the second round, which hurts because your farm system's not very good. So, I think they'll do it. I think you're right, Jerry. The window is here. You, you got to go for it, but... It will hurt them a little bit as far as their draft picks. And remember, they don't have a first or second round pick this year because of you know, the penalty that they got. So it's just you know something that the click is having to think about. I'm going to give you something to think about. My man's
1: talking about penalties. I'm going to talk about goals. They're going to come at 11 a.m., 30 minutes till kickoff, and i got to play in Euro 2020 is what they call it. Moneyline ESPN 97.5. You can my journal.
0: Ninety seven five and ESPN ninety two five. Real fun sports. This is Money Line on ESPN ninety seven five and on ESPN ninety two five. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. This is Moneyline, and I'm going to show you how you can pop your trunk on the bookie.
1: You're going to pull up on them, and you're going to say, look at here. I got Netherlands and the Czech Republic, and they're about to get down in about 27 minutes live Euro Cup 2020. And this is the way I see this game playing out. I see Memphis Depay. I see him putting the ball in the net. That's number 10 on the Netherlands. I think the Netherlands are leaps and bounds above Czech Republic at minus 165 on the money line for the Netherlands. I think that is a steal. I think that you need to play that right now. Get it in. Hopefully it's at my bookie. But go ahead and get that bet in. Like I said, you got about, what, 26 minutes now. Netherlands, Czech Republic. That is Euro Cup. And I think the Netherlands are going to win that game if you want to get cute and put a little bit on Memphis Depay to score a goal. Number 10 on Netherlands, I believe he puts one in the net. He's also the the penalty uh, kick taker. So uh, you also get that option if they get fouled in the box to get your goal if he doesn't get it in open play. Netherlands is the play, though.
2: That's the play, guys. And we were talking during the break about – you know, we, we did a little bit last segment about how the Astros had a plan. When they knew they were going to lose Garrett Cole, they went out and traded for Zach Grinke at the trade deadline. And then they had Grinke, Cole, and Verlander for that run. And then the next season, they knew they had Grinke to slide into Garrett Cole's spot. So we're like, is there a move the Astros could make if they really think they're going to lose Correa? Could they grab somebody at the deadline but still keep Correa for this season, make a run at the World Series, And then he falls off the books next year, but you brought that bat in to replace him. But the problems are he would probably have to play center fielder catcher because you've got a lot of great hitters in the other spots. And then what could you trade from your team that would get you a big bat? You, You know, when they did the Grinky deal, the farm system was a lot more loaded. You know, they had some guys to trade. It's really not like that anymore. So we were talking during the break. You might have to trade one of your starting pitchers this year. You know, like Grinky or, or Kitty or somebody like that, which you really don't
1: want to do. And we talk about Grinky right now. Okay, for example, if we were having trouble with, and, and this is weeks of compiled opinion that we've had on this show. Weeks ago, it was, all right, well, where does Frombert Four. And then all of a sudden, no, he's a three. And then we start saying, what are we talking about here? You got to put him at one. Well, if you end up putting him at one, then all of a sudden, Greenkey takes a step back. McCullers has to take a step back. I'm going Fromber McCullers, in my opinion. And and I think if a team goes to, let's say, Dr. Dre says, what if you trade Greenkey? There is a market out for him because if a team needs that, they got a hole in their starting rotation at, at the three, for example. Imagine... Grinky, a team that's all in because you get him as a rental only. Yep. So that means that you're not doing this, also, obviously, for an old guy, first and foremost, you're not doing the longevity of, man, I'm going to keep him. You're saying I'm all in right now. And if I got Zach Grinky as my three, he's,
2: he's probably better than your three. He's eight and two with an ERA at 3.56. I mean, we act like, you know, with Grinky, we're spoiled. Like he's a lot better than we realize. It's just we can see the writing on the wall. His career is, you know, dwindling a little bit. He's getting up there. And, you know, he doesn't have blow-you-away stuff anymore. You know, he's got to hit his location. If his location's not on, he's going to have a rough day. I know you could say that about a lot of other pitchers, but, you know, McCullers can get away with a little more when he's, you know, throwing 97 with run on his sinker. So anyway, it's something to think about for sure. But I think they're just going to have to hold tight. I think the only move maybe they make is you know get a bullpen arm at the deadline. I would feel a lot better if they got one more reliever that you could really trust. With Stanek, I still kind of worry every time he comes in the game. I mean, he's been
3: better. pretty lights out. I yeah. mean, I think he pitched a one-two-three inning uh, in one of the double-header games. But going back to what you do with the trade deadline, I mean, Astros still have. Uh, Francis Martez and Josh James kind of ramping up mm. and I mean, they obviously have to pitch more to kind of see where they're at, see how they've kind of progressed from coming off of whatever Martez was doing. I don't know. I think he had another PED suspension last year so you got to think what's he doing now that hopefully is different than back then and Josh James. I mean, he had like major hips or yeah, the so.
2: You were and Anoli Paredes might be coming back at some point. Yeah,
3: so I mean, and if you get a bat, like, do you really want to kind of take straw out of the lineup because he has been hitting a lot better lately? I think the the daily at bats have actually helped him progress. And yeah, they're throwing Chaz McCormick in there too, and he's kind of doing the same thing where he's kind of benefiting from getting more at bats, seeing more pitches. So you got you have a kind of champagne problems at this yeah. point. You're like <laughs> it's true. what do we
2: do? And you need a few of those guys that are cheap, you know? Like, you know, Miles Straw. You need those guys that are solid players for you but they don't cost you a lot of money, especially with, you know, the Astros, they spend money. People complain about Jim Crane, but they're typically top 6 in spending in MLB. They'll spend some money. 713
1: 3776 give us your thoughts about the trade deadline. What are you going to do if you had the keys to this Astros team? Let's switch gears a little bit here. Switch over to football because by the time we talk next, the, the window for this little opportunity that has arise for one Aaron Rodgers will be closed as well. The letter agreement between the NFL and NFL Players Association from Tuesday of this week does indeed grant broad powers to all players to opt out of the 2021 season. That's regardless of whether they opted out in 2020. Well, that leaves a window open. What if Rodgers comes to the table? Because in the the small print of this writing, it says that there's no questions asked. I mean, some people are saying that, yes with high risk conditions um being diagnosed and such it, it, it you can bring that to the table but many are saying that a lot
2: of the small print there doesn't have to be an exact reason no but it, i think you only make about 300 grand right it's something like that. And so, I mean, that would be a big, massive pay cut for Aaron Rodgers. Well,
1: the benefit of doing so is this. He wouldn't forfeit the $11.5 million guaranteed in that, that he's got coming if he opts out oh, okay. the other way. Also, he would receive the 6.8 payments and roster bonus that he's been earning since March. He would get to keep those. If he lets the season go, like say he doesn't opt out, and then he goes and he holds out, if he does that route, he has to give all that back. So this way he can basically play the card. Well, I'm just opting out of the season, not holding out. I'm opting out, not holding out under, under these, these NFL, the NFL PA and the NFL greed. I'm I'm, I'm an NFL player. I can go ahead and play that card. Imagine if he plays that card and he can, they're saying he very well can, but it would be, he would get looked at. I mean, you got general manager saying that he's a, he's an odd character now that he was, he's a, he's a, he's a, a tough guy to deal with. I mean, they're saying these kind of terms now. What if he pulled that move? Do you lose respect for him playing that card? Do you know what? I'm going to use this, the times that we're living in, and I'm just going to opt out of the season. I'm not even going to hold out on you guys. See you later.
2: I'll be back next season, and I still get to keep this money. I mean, I don't think he, he's, he's chasing Tom Brady. He'll never catch him. But how many good years does Aaron Rodgers have left? Is he just going to waste one? I mean, From what you're saying, he's a difficult guy. Maybe he's that stubborn. He will do something like that. But, you know, if if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. Like, I want this season as part of my legacy. I, I want those numbers. Is this the way you want to be remembered? No, no. And then we looked at
1: his net worth, and there was a couple of different places, but let's call it under one fifty million, right? Under one fifty. One said one thirty-four, one said one eighteen. Let's call it under one fifty for whatever it counts. And of course he's got a lot of, we were talking about him holding jeopardy. He's got a lot of things that he could do later on in life. But eighteen point three is what he the, the the money that's at table, plus the two million for uh, training camp. That's twenty point three. That's twenty point three. That's not a little amount
2: of money. No, that's a lot of money. Show up. Yeah. We, and we want to watch Aaron play, right? We love watching football. I love watching that guy. He's only got so many good years left. Come back, Aaron. We'll be right back. We're going to come back. Whether there's $20 million on the table or
1: whether there's $20, I'm going to throw 20 units. I got my play of the year, of this, or at least of this tournament, we'll call it. And I think I'm going to give it to the Moneyliners. We're not sure yet. Let's get it popping. It's Sunday morning. It's the last Sunday before they got to come back and pick us up off Titanic we're going to pick you. We'll see you on the other side. This is Moneyline ESPN
2: 975.
0: I ESPN. is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Tyler with the throwback. Brings back memories. I can, I can
1: still smell the air that I was listening to this. Welcome back to Moneyline. Speaking of the smelling in the air, I don't know where these people get this, right? Because when it comes to marijuana... I figure now in 2021 with the way that it's going and you ease up a little bit. Right. But you still got these people. I mean, if you let's think back of a time of, of years and years back decades back when, when people refer to a reefer madness, you know what I mean? And, and, and what, and what the smoking of the reefers could do to you. <laughs> Where they like jump out of the window. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you remember that? It was yeah. like, he can turn into, it could turn into the exorcist. Yeah. You know, it was, they were trying to paint that kind of picture. Well, I think the, that was gone, but a new station basically did a thing basically how to find out if your child is is smoking wacky tobacco, is what they called it. They pull they make a a set, they build a set of what a I guess a stoner kid would be like. I mean, goodness. <laughs> haven't haven't we grown away Thing number 1 that stinks out to me right here, evidence number 1 that that whoever did this isn't wasn't or 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 was a stoner many years ago. They put a tie-dye in the background. <laughs> like have, when's the last time that you've connected tie-dye to a stoner? Like maybe back in the day, you know, maybe maybe since Polly Shore. You know, you got to go back to Polly Shore. What's
2: up, buddy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you
1: got to go back to Son-in-law where this man was putting <laughs> tie-dye on the tie-dye part is gone. Then all of a sudden, they try to paint a picture of maybe the sloppy stoner. And on the ground, you have undergarments like a bra, like shorts, whatever. And then all of a sudden, you have an energy drink like tipped over. How do you connect stoners to energy drinks? I'm not saying that most stoners do or don't, but like what kind of picture are they trying to paint here? If your son has a one of those street signs that say mile 420, that might tip you off. Like. If you if you saw that that mile four twenty, I mean, look at the who built this set, and then I I zoom in and I'm like, is that a bottle of lotion and tissues over there?
2: <laughs> are those happy tissues or sad tissues?
1: <laughs> Most owners like to sit in bed and you know. <laughs> Let me
2: just leave it at that. But whoever was in charge of this, uh, come on now, it's <laughs> like a what what are those chairs called? Uh- <laughs> It's not a futon, but it's the little circle chair. You know what I'm talking it's about? It's a stoner chair. Yeah. papasan
3: chair, yeah, I yeah. think that's what it's called.
2: That's what it's called. Thank hey, you, Tyler. Is this
1: is this really the studio that they built? I'm more worried about the sugar consumption. This man's drinking, or this person's drinking Coke. They got a Sprite on the ground. They got another soda. Who built this? Who threw this random water bottle right here? Like,
2: <laughs> like here, just throw this. There here. needs to be, like, some incense burning a, Maybe a great bong, yeah, yeah, bong, a, a Grateful Dead poster, Taco Bell, those little beads that separate your rooms, you know, Anal what I mean? beads.
1: <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> sorry, that wrong sonar. Honestly, what this is where we are in 2021.
2: I, I think they could have done a little better. I don't know, a half baked
1: poster, something like that. Anything, like someone I saw. That's funny. You say that in the comments. They said, "Now, if you walk in and, you, and your kid has a, you know, Wiz Khalifa on there, yeah, and they and they're that kind. Of, I mean, growing up, when, uh, I went to school one time with a hemp necklace on. You know, hemp was back back in the day. Everything you'd have your little whatever attached yep. to it. But I don't know who did it to this day. I was gonna skip school that day. It was early release, and I was just gonna. I was gonna do early, early release. Like, I'm in here for one period, and I'm out. At four twenty, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, you caught me. Well, I had I had a phone in my pocket. It was it was a it was one of those big phones. Cell phones weren't little back then. It was Zach, not the Zach not, Morris not, phone, not the Zach Morris all the way, but it, it was it was baby Zach Morris. Well, I had this. Well, somebody decided to say that I, I had a weapon. All right, and, and I'm sitting in class in computer class. I'll never forget this. HPD walks in, they say my name. You know, I turn around. And I'm like, I have headphones on. Actually, you're on the computer doing off. I'm like, did they say Jerry? I'm like, let me pretend <laughs> you, you I, I didn't hear anything. You hope they didn't say your name. So you just all of a sudden they come behind me and I stand up. And as soon as I did a, a movement with my hands, they grabbed me and it was like, Yes, it was physical. They ended up getting in trouble for this because it was all a joke. Basically, somebody called in, and I think it was one of my friends still to this day. I don't know who it was. They knew the plan, they knew I was about to leave. Well, basically, I get up. They see that phone in my pocket, and they all of a sudden they think the reports are real. Get tackle him. They tackle me. I'm the victim. I go out, and then they, they take me to the office, and, and the principal sits me down. and He looks at me. And he's like, he locks eyes with that hip mm. I'll never forget this. He, he he tried to run that route with it mm-hmm. after they knew that I didn't do anything there. Like. Explain that hemp necklace. And I'm thinking, what is there explain? I got it at the mall. You know, like (laughs) this is legal. And they're like, we know what comes with hemp necklaces. And I used to have a poncho. I was that true old school looking stoner, (laughs) you know. They're like in these in these jackets you wear. My parents were pissed. Like pissed. The way it goes. I didn't make it to the 420 party. No. I was in the office. (laughs) Hanging out with the principal instead. Still to this day. I want to know which one of my friends did that because it had to be somebody on the inside. This was an inside job. I had my entire day planned. One period, I was out, and and somebody squealed me out. Got I'm, I'm telling you, I got I got tussled, and and, and I'm telling you, I, I stood up just kind of like, what did I do? And they, they just took me and just outside the room. They didn't throw me harsh until I got outside. It was the, it was like on the old school movies when you hear the locker just, pow, you know, <laughs> I felt that it was. I was like, damn. And then once they told me, I said, it's a phone. It was a sprint phone. I'll never forget it. Big ass phone. I said, it's a phone. What are you to- well, What do you got the phone for? I didn't want to spill the beans, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm, not that I was skipping score or anything. Then they started matching 420 to the hemp necklace. Mm, before you know it. I went back in, though. The next time I walked back into that computer class, though, I was the man. Yeah. <laughs> I walked in like, like George Young. You know, just, what's up?
2: Yeah, a fresh out. Dude. But that's what's funny, right? You kind of self-snitch on yourself when you have the hemp necklace or if you've got, like, the the giant pot leaf shirt on. And people do it all <laughs> the time. They do, yes.
1: I'm, in Vegas, you'll see the dress weed shirt. Like you, you, I'm talking about with button down. You're thinking, <laughs> dang, you, a dress-up shirt? You understand the guy that, that walks around with the 420 shirt and then he gets arrested. You see him getting yeah. arrested for something? Yes. You, said, you brought it on yourself. You, what were you thinking? You always see that. If you're out there drinking and driving, and then all of a sudden you
2: get pulled over and you have a beer shirt, like that's not. And the guy, the guy that has like a Bud Light bumper sticker on his truck, like you see that sometimes, and you're just like, what are you
1: doing? It's a matter of time. (laughs)
3: Like back in high school, whenever my dad knew like going out and partying, smoking, drinking, whatever, he's like, you should take off all those uh, band stickers on your truck because. I had like the sublime sticker that was like the joint logo. Yep. And uh, he was like, take that off because (laughs) if you get pulled over, it's probable cause for them to search. Like, (laughs) that's a good point. That's it. I'm like, "Uh, okay. No, it makes sense. Really? I like. I, I don't put any stickers on my truck anymore.
2: <laughs> no. Why would you make yourself a target? Yeah.
3: Well, you see, if you see any kind of uh, car with bumper
1: stickers now, you're like, damn, this person's stuck in the 90s. Yeah. You know? Like, anytime you see them, I'll see them, and, and it's usually, it's never in one bumper. Like, bumper stickers, they went out of, uh, people don't do that to their cars no more. Remember, it, it messes up your car. If it you, does. After, after years and years of never taking it off, first off, but... When you see a, a car full of bumper stickers, you always stop to to read them too. You're like, Man, this person you can see exactly what they are when they it, it's like, Oh, this person's a pissed off driver. Like, yeah. they're like back up. <laughs> you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, you'll see the guy with the, the come and take it sticker and he's got like a shotgun <laughs> just sitting there yeah. on the on the little holder in his pickup. Or You're the, like, Yeah, that checks out. Or the
1: <laughs>
3: ash, cash, or grass. Yeah. Nobody
2: rides for free.
3: Best yeah. bumper stick I've ever seen was Jesus is my co pilot and we're cruising for <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like that guy. I want I want to party with him. <laughs> that that looks fun. And the other one the, the the baby on board ones, it's like, "Oh, your life's more important. Don't get in a traffic accident with this person because they have a baby on board sticker." There's two things you can't do that'll get you uh, in
1: trouble with the all That or then you had the guy that I put all his all his baseball caps on the front on the yeah. front windshield. Remember him? And I, I, every guy that I had, he was always Doing something he shouldn't be in the car. And don't get me wrong. Some guys do it for work because they're like, hey, I just like to switch it off. Mm-hmm. But if it's your cruising vehicle and you got that guy, he's in there smoking something. Every time I got in a car and I, and I noticed, I'm like, "Dang, this guy. Someone would have him on the back windshield. And you're thinking, damn, this is a little much for, for your cap collection. Who, who, who thought about decorating your car? You, should, you would always see that. Like,
2: what is this? Yeah, why do you have nine hats? I don't get it.
1: If you really think about it, though, reasonable... or or probable cause on anything, you know, music, loud, uh, rims, you know, just anything. What probable cause do you give the guy at the, at the, at the beach with the big, with the big tires? You know, you all of a sudden like "Ah, he's about to get down. Just Mm -hmm. everything's a probable cause. But if you think about it, if you start really just minimizing saying, man, it's real easy. If you have a sublime sticker on the back of your car, if you're a cop and you walk up, that's your first thing to be able to think. A 311 sticker. Like, you know what's up. <laughs> you know exactly what's going on. 713-780-3776. First hour's down. Second hour, we got a little bit of Texans
2: news. Oh, yeah. Some Deshaun and, and some other Texan stuff. I want to talk about Cal McNair a little bit, too.
1: That's coming up next. 713-780-3776. At Mondayline975 is where you can find us on Twitter. Hit us up. If this is Sunday morning and you're chilling with the squad, I'm going to give you another bet. I got the play of the year coming up next.
0: When it comes to sports betting, SportsMapBets.com is the site you need. From weekly betting guides to single-game breakdowns of the point spread, money line, over, under, and more, SportsMapBets has all the info you need to make the best play. SportsMapBets.com.